Welcome to today's Bible Mass Service. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a Lord's Prayer. Mass Service, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Welcome back to today's daily mass service. I pray that you're in good health and good spirits. Let's go ahead and take our communion up front. In case something happens and you have to run quickly. Please put me on pause and go get the bread and the grape juice some type of grape juice that you have and i'm going to read today's sermon for the uh i guess it's the first week of march huh okay hey man some of you may be in lint and this is this is we're always in Lent somehow at 24 hours, 365 days of always uh, making some kind of arrangement with God, you know. Uh, I remember that I would praise Him and say, I'm going to praise you and praise you and praise you. Here we go. First week of March, Sunday of Lent. Let's take our communion to get our, our spirits and minds properly aligned. Let's go ahead and raise the bread to heaven and say, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that you created us for your purpose and for your glory. We are now body, bread of the bread, body of your body. We are the body of Christ. And we, we are in love. You have put love in our hearts through your son, Jesus Christ. We have said yes, yes to Jesus, yes to the cross, yes to livelihood. Yes, 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 Lord. We ask you, Lord God, to... We ask you to come into our hearts and to cleanse us and to forgive us of all iniquities. And Lord, we ask you to be our Savior, that we needed a Savior. We needed forgiveness and to be saved. And you came and you did that for us. You granted us peace in our hearts, Lord. And we thank you for that. So we, we do this in remembrance of your Son, Jesus Christ, that paid with his life on the cross for us. He died so he, hallelujah, so he can take away all the sins of the world to those who would believe. Thank you, Jesus. So let's go ahead and partake of the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ. Let's take of his bread. And Jesus picked up the cup that evening and said, This is my blood for the forgiveness of sins to cleanse you. Thank you, Lord God, that you've, your blood is there for us. Lord, we ask you to forgive us of anything that we have might done that's not pleasing to the Lord. Even uh, walking and talking not in faith, Lord. Help us to lock in love. Help us to lock into faith. Faith works with love as the foundation. And love comes from your word. If we stick to your word, we will fall in love, and then we will act in faith. We thank you, Father, for the word of life, 
which is Jesus Christ. We thank you for this blood that cleanses us from all sickness and disease. Let's go ahead and partake of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let me go ahead and pray for your uh, any ailments. I'm going to pray for your prosperity. I'm going to pray for your soul. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that we, we have done as you instructed us to do, to remember your son, Jesus Christ, to do this daily in remembrance of him and what he did in the cross for us. We thank you and we ask you, Lord, forgive us of our sins and cleanse us and remove everything that will stand bef before you and us. And Father, I just pray for the audience, Lord. I pray for a healing anointing on their bodies that they and their souls, that they will be, Lord, that they will be restored in health. Their souls will be healthy. Their bodies will be healthy. Lord, I command any sickness and disease to leave their bodies right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Go! I, I pray that you be restored, fulfilled, restored, made brand new. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you for the prosperity that their Lord, we say glory, glory unto their pocketbooks, glory, glory unto their minds and their souls. That be restored, Lord. Lord, made them the gold that you have called them to be. Fill their pocketbooks, Lord, with the prosperity you promised, Lord. Take care of their needs as you promised, Lord. And Lord, we just pray, Lord God, for their for their sealment that there be glory and that they will shine forth and it will be people will see you are doing it. You are loving them and caring for them and carrying them through, Lord. And Father, we just we agree. Lord, for their prosperity, we agree for the prosperity and the blessings and the safety of these and all around the world, especially those in the troubled lands in war, Lord. We pray for all the Christians there, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, for the, for the non-Christians all over the world, Father, that they will call upon you like they never had before and answer them, Lord, and bring them into the kingdom of God. We're taking communion on their behalf, Lord. We're taking communion for all the wars going around in the world. And Lord, we just take communion for each and every one of those souls, Lord, especially the body of Christ, those who have said yes. And we pray for their happiness, Lord. We just pray that they be happy, joyful with you, Lord, connected with you. And out of that joy springs faith, laughter, and kindness, Lord. Bless these people, Lord, as we go forth reading your word today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Rejoice, old people. Rejoice, Jerusalem. Be glad for her. You who love her, rejoice with her. You who mourn for her, you will find contentment at her cons consoling chest. Isaiah 60, 10, 11. A reading from 1 Samuel from the first book of Samuel, <clears throat> excuse me, the Lord said to Samuel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. As Jesse and his sons came to the sacrifice, Samuel looked at Eliabab and thought, <clears throat> surely the anointed is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature. 
<clears throat> because I have rejected him. Not as man sees, does God see. <clears throat> because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. In the same way, Jesse presented seven sons before Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. <clears throat> then Samuel asked Jesse, Are there any more sons that you have? Jesse replied, There's still the younger who's tending the sheep. Samuel said, Go get him. Send for him. We will not be eating this sacrificial banquet until he arrives. So they scurried on to go get him. And, and the young man was brought to him. And he was ruddy, tanned, a youth, handsome to behold, and making of a splendid appearance. The Lord said, There, anoint him, the Lord said. This is the one. Then Samuel, with the horn of oil in his hand, anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. <clears throat> the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's word. Lord, I pray for the people that are listening. And the Father, I pray that they would anoint themselves with the olive oil, Lord God, this day, and that the Spirit of God will rush upon them and be with them, Lord, in, in anointing in full stature, Lord God, in full measure, Lord. That they will never be the same for your glory and your honor, that they'll be joyful with that oil. In Jesus' name, amen. So please do that when you get a chance. Anoint yourself. I will do the same. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Psalms 23, verses 1 to 3, and so on. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In green pastures he gives me repose. <clears throat> Besides restful waters he leads me. He refreshes my soul. He guides me in right path for his namesake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. You spread the table before me in the sight of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. There it is. My cup overflows. Only goodness and kindness following me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. Amen and amen. A second reading from the letter of the St. Paul to Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord like praising and worshiping and giving thanks to him, counting your blessings every day, writing them on a piece of paper, uh, putting scripture to memory and raising it up to heaven, say, Lord, fulfill your word today. Command the Lord, as he has said in the Old Testament, command you me, uh, be aggressive with the Lord. He, Don't be pious, be pushy, be pushy with the Lord. He likes that. Well, don't you? Don't you like people that are, are courageous and adamant and are honest? Lord, take no part in the fruitless work of darkness. Okay, take no part in all the TV and Tic Tac and all that. Uh, it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. 
But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that becomes visible in light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. A gospel reading. The Lord be with you. And everyone says. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Say glory to you Lord. Say that. Say glory to you Lord. Chapter 9. It says. As Jesus passed by. He saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked him. Rabbi, who sinned, this man of his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Nighttime is coming when no one can work. Well, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Now go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and watched and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this one of who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. But others said, No, he just looks like him. And the blind man said, No, that's me. I am. So they said to him, now who opened your eyes? He replied, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed, and I was able to see. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a sinful man do such things? And there was division among them, so that they said that to the blind man, What do you have to say about him, since he opened your eyes? And he said, He is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and, and gained his sight until they summoned his parents. So they asked them, Is this your son whom you said he was born blind? How does he now see? His, his parents answered and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we don't know how he sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as a Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, He is of age. Question him. So a second time they called the man who had been born blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, If he is a sinner, I don't know. One thing I do know is that I was blind and now I see. So they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered him, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? 
do you want to become his disciple too? They ridicule him and said, you are the man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do know where this one is from. The man answered and said to him, this is what is so amazing that you do not know where he is from. Yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devoted and does his will, he'll listen to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of the person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin, and you are trying to teach us? And they threw him out. When Jesus had heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, do you believe in the Son of Man? And the answer said, Who is he, sirs, that, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. And he said, I do believe, Lord. And he worshipped him. Then Jesus said, I come into this world for judgment, so that the, those who do not see me might see, excuse me, so that the, those who do not see might see, and those who do see, might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not also blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, We see, so you, your sin remains. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone say, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And now we ask the Lord to rub his to the Lord rub our eyes and Lord and let us allow us to see to see into the kingdom and see into the Holy Spirit Lord help us to see and believe in God amen as we see Jesus on the cross we believe let's go ahead and finish our our mass service please let's pray the Lord's Prayer again please Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace, greet one another, and love each other, forgive each other, pray for each other. May God bless you and restore you to your full stature. See you again. God bless you. Welcome to today's Sunday service, Mass service for the first week of February. May God bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you, lift up his counts and give you peace. Amen. Let's go ahead and open our mass service with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. 
Amen. Let's go ahead and take communion, please. Get your communion ready. We're going to acknowledge our Lord Jesus Christ that died on the cross for us and paid the ultimate price with his body so we don't have to go to hell, okay? We don't have to pay the price. And we have forgiveness. What a mercy. What kindness. What grace. What loving favor. What a, what a God. What a Savior. It's just mind-blowing, you know, that a God can say, I'm going to come and walk around you, and I'm going to die for you to pay, so I can change the chemistry of the world, of the laws of the world, by taking your sins and making a sacrifice of my body so your sins will be forgiven. From the foundations of the earth, God got excruciating pain, felt every pain that we will feel, every sickness that we will feel. He felt it so he can sap it, take it away, vacuum it out of the, out of the whoever wants it. Whoever says, Lord, I'm a sinner. I need a savior. He says, welcome, welcome in. Your honesty is the ticket. Our honesty in God is the ticket. Let's go ahead and take communion. Say, Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for me on the cross. I here now take my communion. Lord, that Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. I do this in remembering you, Jesus. You did it for us on the cross. You died. They hung you on the cross. They put nails in your hands and your feet and lost all your blood. You, they lashed your blood out, Lord. And you did, and you took it. You said, this is finished. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for taking away all my sins, all my despair, all my agony, Lord, all my guilt and shame, Lord. Thank you for taking away the, the curse of not being right with you, Lord. Thank you for making us a brand new people in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ, come live in our hearts and make us brand new. Let's go ahead and partake of the, of the bread of life. And Jesus took the cup and said, This is my blood shed for you for the remission of sins. Do this and be sanctified, Lord. We thank you for the blood. Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blood. Thank you, Lord God in the heavens. And let's partake of the, of the blood of Christ that washes away all our sins, Lord, thank you for giving us all our sins, all our failures, and it makes us right standing with God. We are his righteousness in glory in Christ Jesus. Can you imagine having all our sins and all our failures uh, done away with and future sins and future failures? That's why we, we try and keep going and projects and, and building and doing and don't just sit around and be afraid of the future. 
we move on forward because we we have our sins completely forgiven past present and future all right now uh, a scripture for today is psalm 105 it says save us lord our god and gather us together from the nations that we may proclaim your holy name and glory in your praise glory in your praise the first reading for today a reading from the book of the prophet Zephaniah, chapter 2 chapter 3 here we go seek the lord all you humble of the earth who have absorbed observe his law seek justice seek humility perhaps you may be sheltered on the day of the lord's anger but i will leave as a remnant in your midst, a people humble and lowly, who shall take refuge in the name of the Lord, the remnant of Israel. They shall do no wrong and speak no lies, nor shall they be found in their mouths, a deceitful tongue. They shall pasture and couch their flock with none to disturb them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of God is theirs. Blessed is the poor in spirit, the kingdom of God is theirs. Hallelujah. The Lord keeps faith forever, secure justice for the oppressed, gives food to the hungry, the Lord sets captives free. The Lord gives sight to the blind, the Lord raises up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the just. The Lord protects strangers. The fatherless and the widow, the Lord sustains, but the way of the wicked he thwarts. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, through all generations. Alleluia. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26-31. This is the second reading of the letter of the St. Paul. Consider your own calling, brothers and sisters. Not many were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were noble birth. Rather, God chose the foolish of the world to shame the wise. And God chose the weak of the world to shame the strong. And God chose the lowly and despised of the world. Those who count for nothing to reduce to nothing. Who are something so that no human being might boast before God. It is due to him that you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, as well as righteousness, sanctification, and redemption, so that, as it is written, whoever boasts should boast in the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Say that with me. Say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Rejoice and be glad. Your reward will be great in heaven. Jesus, we, we boast in the Lord for his righteousness in us, for his sanctification in us, for his redemption and 
We boast on his wisdom from God. The Lord be with you and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness' sake, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let your face shine on your servant, O Lord, and save me by your love, Lord. Keep me from the shame, for I have called to you. Happy are the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Happy are the lowly, they shall inherit the land. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for coming in today's Sunday service. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and lift up to one another and give you peace. Remember, greet one another in loving and peace and forgive your enemies for they don't have what you have. You have Christ in your heart, the hope of glory. They don't. That's, that's the rule. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Give them love. Tell, say to your enemies, I love you and I forgive you. I love you and I forgive you. Say it over and over again in your brain so your, your poison will not contaminate you of retaliation. I love you and I forgive you. Thank you, family, for coming in today's reading of Faith to Faith Bible Study. 6th of February, let's pray. God, open my heart and my mind and my spirit to understand what you're telling us or telling me. Change me according to your word. And Lord, I just thank and praise you for all the difficulties in my life, that your glory may be magnified in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Our scripture for today is found in Malachi 3.6. It says, I am the Lord, I change not. By Kenny Copeland. The world's order of things is unsure and indefinite. Excuse me. Desperate words of uncertainty are crying out daily from radio, television, and newspapers. Everything around us seems to be in turmoil. But praise God, if you're a believer, you have something you can depend on. The unchanging word of God. God has no double standard. It doesn't say one thing today and sometimes something else tomorrow. 
He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you will make the word the final authority in your life, it will give you stability when everything else around you gives way. If you'll let what God says settle the issue of life, you'll be confident when others are confused, peaceful when others are under pressure. You'll be overcoming when others are being overcome. What does it mean to make God's word the final authority? It means believing what he says instead of believing what people say. It means believing what he says instead of what Satan says. It means believing what he says instead of what the circumstances say. Determine in your heart to do just that today. Make up your mind to live by faith, not by sight. Forcefully commit yourself to the authority of God's word, and there won't be anything on this unstable world that can steal your security from you. Additional reading is Psalm 9, verses 1 through 11. says, I will give you thanks, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell about all the miracles you have done. I will find joy and be glad about you. I will make music to praise your name, O Most High. When my enemies retreat, they will stumble and die in your presence. You have defended my just cause. You sat down on your throne as a fair judge. You condemned nations. You destroyed wicked people. You wiped out their names forever and ever. The enemy is finished and ruins forever. You have uprooted their cities. Even the memory of them has faded. Yet the Lord is enthroned forever. He has set up his throne for judgment. He alone judges the world with righteousness. He judges his people fairly. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust you, O Lord, because you have never deserted those who seek your help. Amen. Now we go to Psalm uh, Let's go to Psalm 6 so you can see what it entails. O Lord, do not punish me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Have pity on me, O Lord, because I am weak. Heal me, O Lord, because my bones are we shake with terror. My soul has been deeply shaken with terror, but you, O Lord, how long? Come back, O Lord, rescue me, save me because of your mercy. In death, no one remembers you. In the grave, who praises you? I am worn out from my groaning. My eyes flood my bed every night. I soak my couch with tears. My eyes blur from grief. They fail because of my enemies. Get away from me, all you troublemakers, because the Lord has heard the sound of my cry. The Lord has heard my plea for mercy. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies will be put to shame and deeply shaken with terror. In a moment, they will retreat and be put to shame. Amen. That was Psalm 6. And what else do we have? We have Psalm 36. It's pretty good. That says, There is an inspired truth about the wicked person. There is an inspired truth about the wicked person who has rebelling in the depths of his heart. He is not terrified of God. He flatters himself and does not hate or even recognize his guilt. The words from his mouth are nothing but trouble and deception. He has stopped doing what is wise and good. 
He invents trouble while lying on his bed and chooses to go the wrong direction. He does not reject evil. O Lord, your mercy reaches to the heaven, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments like the deep oceans. You save people and animals, O Lord. Your mercy is so precious, O God, that Adam's descendants take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They are refreshed with the rich foods in your house, and you make them drink from the rivers of your pleasure. Indeed, the foundation of life is with you. In your life we see light. Continue to show your mercy to those who know you and your righteousness to those whom, whose motives are decent. Do not let the feet of arrogant people step on me or the hands of the wicked people push me away. Look at the troublemakers who have fallen. They have been pushed down and are unable to stand up again. Amen. That was Psalm 36. Very good. Thank you, God. We needed that. 76. Okay, let's jump up to Psalm 96. Short one. <laughs> sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Day after day, announce that the Lord saves his people. Tell people about his glory. Tell all the nations about his miracles. The Lord is great. He should be highly praised. He should be feared more than all other gods. Because all the gods of the nations are idols, the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are in his presence. Strength and beauty are in his holy place. Give to the Lord, you families of the nations. Give to the Lord glory and power. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring an offering and come into his courtyards. Worship the Lord in his holy splendor. Tremble in his presence, all the earth. Say to the nations, the Lord rules as king. The earth stands firm. It cannot be moved. He will judge people fairly. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and everything in it roar like thunder. Let the fields and everything in them rejoice. Then all the trees in the forest will sing joyfully. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the earth. Judge the world with righteousness and his people with truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. One more Psalm, 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, it was as if we were dreaming. Then our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongue with joy song, full songs. Then the nation said, The Lord has done spectacular things for them. The Lord has done spectacular things for us. We are overjoyed. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, as you restore streams to drive riverbeds in the Negev. Those who cry while they plant with joyful sing while they harvest. The person who goes out weeping, carrying his bag of seed, will come home singing, carrying his bundles of grain. Amen. The word of the Lord. And now for our reading of Limitless Love for February the 6th. Gloria Copeland. A life-changing word. James chapter 1 verses 19 to 21. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, Slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. 
Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Wow. Good scripture, huh? Kind of like, I like to look it up in a different translation, because it's, uh, so that would be James. Give me uh, a second here. Where's James? Okay. There's James right there. And that's chapter 1, verses 19 to 21. All right, 19. Remember this, my dear brothers and sisters. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and should not get angry easily. An angry person doesn't do what God approves of. So get rid of all immoral behavior and all wicked things you do. Humbly accept the word that God has placed in you. The word can save you. It says, do, 22, do what God's word says. Don't merely listen to it or you will fool yourself. Okay. Uh, amen. Either have faith in the word or be obedient to the word, what it says. And I thank God that... Uh, I was obedient to the word yesterday in a tough situation. You know, I just bit my lip and uh, and it worked. I'm feeling better and I'm and I'm looking at the scriptures that it has answers, and God is communicating to us. You know that the humble will you receive, giving the benefit of the doubt. You know there is compensation. You are trying to change somebody's point of view by your example. All right, thank you very much. Oh, I forgot to read the rest of the her comments. <laughs> I just read the scripture. It says right here, it says, I have known many faithful Bible-believing, church-going believers who make a habit of obvious moral sin. Most people I know who are endeavoring to walk uprightly before God don't chronically commit adultery or live a lifestyle of lying and stealing. But an amazing number of well-respected Christians are so touchy they get mad at the drop of a hat. They fuss and fret and talk to others about how someone mistreated them. Most of the time, they won't even realize it's wrong. On the contrary, they may even be self-righteous about it. I just can't believe she talked to me that way, they might say. Why? That's just gross ingratitude. After all I've done for her. I have... A wonderful godly friend who tells us how she used to be so touchy and keep such good accounts of suffered wrongs that when she would remind her husband of things he'd said, done or neglected to that hurt her feelings. He'd be baffled. I don't recall doing that, he said. Well, you did, she answered, and I can tell you when. It was on March 27, five years ago. That may sound strange to you, but to my friend, it was normal. She came from a whole family of Christians who did that. They kept an internal record of all the wrongs done in their family for generations, and they reminded each other of them frequently. So when the Lord began to deal with her about love, she had a real job on her hands. For her, being touchy was an occasional problem. It was a way of life. Being touchy was not an occasional problem. It was a way of life with her. 
Do you know what eventually changed her? The word of God. She wrote on index cards the phrase from 1 Corinthians 13, 5, Love is not touchy or fretful or resentful. The Amplified Bible, then she put these cards almost everywhere, in her kitchen, in her office, at work, in her purse, and looked at them every time she had the opportunity to, to be off offended. Often she read the words out loud and applied them to herself by saying, I'm not touchy, fretful, resentful. She testified that before long, <coughs> the warmth of God began to bubble up in her heart as she said it and began to change. Today, she's one of the most loving people I know. She's living proof that the engrafted word has the power to save your soul. Amen. Thank you for coming in today's reading. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Let us sing a new song unto the Lord. Welcome to today's Mass service for January, the last week of January. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make His face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up His counts and give you peace and establish you in every which way. Let's go ahead and open our Mass service. We're going to be taking communion. We'll open with the Our Father. But before we do that, let's say a few expressions to the Lord. Let's say, holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord. Can you say that with me? Say, holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord. Can you say, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thy will be done, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Let's go ahead and pray the Our Father, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please have your communion elements ready. We're going to participate in communion and acknowledge our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of the wonderful things He has done for us, Lord. 
in John chapter 16, he says that the Lord did three things for us. One, he helped us to believe in himself. He entered into our hearts and gave us that down payment of the Holy Spirit. So we believe and we're good to go. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Two, he entered into heaven for us. He was the righteous Lamb of God that died a sinless life. They gave up his life so that we may enter into him, heaven after him. He is the first man to go into heaven. And we in turn, through his blood, covered with his blood, covered with his Holy Spirit, born again, <clears throat> we have the ability now to enter into heaven. And third, he defeated sickness and disease. He defeated Satan, poverty and ignorance. He defeated depression and suicide. Everything you can think of. He given us his joy, his peace, his laughter, his communion. And that's what we're celebrating today. We're going to be participating of his bread and acknowledge him and remembering him as something he... The most wonderful thing he did for all of us. It's excitement. It's exciting. So please go ahead and get your elements so we can acknowledge our Savior, our Redeemer, Christ Jesus. Thank you. Jesus totally surrendered to God's will. Jesus faced one final decision moment when he was totally emptied of himself and gave his full and complete surrender to God's will. In Hebrews 5, 7, and 8, he says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him, that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared though he were a son he learned he obedience by the things which he suffered wow that's a heavy heavy Hebrew uh, chapter 5 7 and 8 Jesus knew the will of God he emptied himself with his obedience, with his own will, and was fully committed to obey even unto death. That's why we acknowledge the Lord in communion, for he went through this for us. He prayed for us, and John, he travailed, he agonized before God. His Sweat was like the great drops of blood there in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus used his weapon of prayer to take offensive against Satan before the final battle. So we're going to enter into the mighty realm and receive those mighty weapons that Jesus purchased for us. Our salvation, 
the Holy Spirit. We're going to defeat Satan just by taking communion. We're going to defeat sickness and disease by taking and acknowledging the Lord Jesus Christ and his victory on the cross. A warrior that went before us. Jesus Christ, the warrior, gave his life for us. Let's go ahead and partake of the bread of life, please. Jesus said, you said, do this in remembrance of me. Thank you, Jesus Christ, that you were committed unto death. Lord, you gave up your will. You empty yourself. And Lord, we just take and empty ourselves of our anything that we're doing, Lord. And we just acknowledge you and we remember you and we thank you for dying for us on the cross and giving us a brand new life in Christ Jesus. Let's go ahead and partake of the bread of life. Thank you, Jesus, and that you took on the world's hatred, envy, lying, rape, murder, sexual provision, lust, greed. You took all that from us, Lord God. You cleansed us. You gave us, you took our, all our junk and gave us your righteousness, Lord. We thank you for the living word that lives in us. We acknowledge it, Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring us unto the Father. And then Jesus took the cup and said, This is my blood shed for you, for the new covenant, for the new agreement, to ratify this contract. Hallelujah. There we're, we're in it with the Lord Jesus Christ through the blood of Jesus. We're saved. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that heals us, sanctifies us, makes us holy. Thank you for the power of the blood that Satan has defeated all sickness and disease is defeated by the blood of the Lamb. All worry, poverty, and lack is defeated. Ignorance is defeated by the blood of the Lamb. And thank you, Lord, for cleaning our souls and making us children of the Father. We are His children now through Jesus Christ. Let's partake of the blood, folks. Jesus has restored... Say the word, restore, restore. He has restored us in good standing with the Father. We thank you, Lord. Let's say, holy, holy, holy. Restore, Lord, restore. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord God. Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Truth and beauty surround him. He lives in holiness and glory. Isaiah 8.23 A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Chapter 8, verse 23. First the Lord degraded the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephthali. But in the end, he had glorified the seaward road, the land west of the Jordan, the district of the Gentiles. Anguish has taken a wing, dispel is darkness. For there is no gloom where, but now there was distress. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. 
Upon those who dwell in the land of gloom, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing, as they rejoice before you as at the harvest, as people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burdened them, the pole on their shoulders, and the rod of their taskmasters, you have smashed, as in the day of Midian. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 95, verse 1 and verse 6 say, Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Truth and beauty surround him. He lives in holiness and glory. Holy, holy, holy. Say glory, glory, glory. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Say the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my refuge. Of whom shall I be afraid? Keep saying it, please. One thing I ask of the Lord, this I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I may gaze on the loveliness of the Lord and contemplate His temple. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. Can you say that? Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. Holy, holy, holy. Glory, glory, glory. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 through 13 and verse 17 say, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same purpose. For it has been reported to me about you, my brothers and sisters, by Chloe's people, that there are rivalries among you. I mean that each of you is saying, I belong to Paul, I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with the wisdom of human eloquence, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its meaning. That was a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Say glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Jesus proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom and cured every disease among the people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. A gospel reading. The Lord be with you and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. That what, ha 
had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee to the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. In those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has risen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all the Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 33, 6. Look up the Lord with gladness. Look to the Lord and smile. Your face will never be ashamed. Psalm 33, 6. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The man who follows me will have the light of life. Thank you for coming in today's communion service. Thank you for Sunday Mass. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord heal you and establish you in every good purpose and way. May the Lord give you strength and prosperity in the work of your hands and heal your souls. Go at peace. Greet one another. Our Mass service has ended. Welcome to today's Sunday Mass service. Let us go ahead and open with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for coming to Mass Service today, Sunday. Please get your elements ready. You can put me on pause and go grab your bread and your juice. And we're going to do communion. We're going to acknowledge our Lord and Savior, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Master, Savior, 
get on our knees and say, Uncle, say, thank you, Father, for dying on the cross. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us. Let us go ahead and take the bread and let us right away acknowledge who Jesus is. Let us pick up the bread. And Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. So we see him that he is the bread of life that came down from heaven. That this is the works he asked us to do. To believe in him and believe in, in his words. And so we believe that Jesus is the bread of life that came from heaven to give us eternal life. So let us partake of that bread, the body of Christ, right now and believe And with that, the Lord Jesus, he said, take my blood that sanctifies you from all sins, the blood of Christ. It washes away all our sins, all our hurts, our broken hearts, and restores us to the Father and makes us children of God. Lord Jesus, thank you for ratifying your covenant with us making an agreement that as we do this, Lord, it will be the great exchange. Amen. Our failures for your success. Yes, Lord. Our defeat for your victory, Lord. Yes, Lord. Our poverty for your richness, Lord. Our sadness for your joy. <clears throat> our hate for your love, Lord. And our poverty, again, for your riches. We thank you, Jesus, that you gave us your blood to sanctify us and make us wise and redeem us from all sickness and disease. We are cleansed and made brand new in Jesus' name. Let us partake of the blood of the Lamb. Revelation chapter 7. I, John, saw another angel come up from the east, holding the seal of the living God. He cried out in a loud voice to the four angels who were given power to damage the land and the sea. 
Do not damage the land or the sea or the trees until we put the seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. I heard the number of those who have been marked with the seal, 144,000 marked from every tribe of the children of Israel. After this, I had a vision of a great multitude which no one could count. From every nation, race, people, and tongue, they stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation comes from our God, who is seated in the throne, and from the Lamb, all the angels around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They prostrated themselves before the throne, worshiped God, and exclaimed, Amen, blessings and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor, power, and might to be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders spoke up and said to me, Who are these wearing white robes, and where do they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you are the one who knows. He said to me, These are the ones who have survived the times of great distress. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 24. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. The Lord's are the earth and his fullness. The world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Or who can stand in his holy place? One whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is in vain. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward from God his Savior. Such is the race that seek him, that seek his face of the God of Jacob. And now we will have Anna read us a reading from the letter of St. John. Okay. Um, beloved, see what the love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Yet so we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do know that when it's revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope based on him makes himself pure as he is pure. The, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 1 John 3, 1 to 3. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Matthew 11:28. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. The Lord be with you and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, he, his disciples came to him, and be, he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Happy are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Happy the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Happy are they who suffer persecution for justice's sake. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our mass service has ended. Go in peace. Greet one another with a holy kiss. And may the Lord bless you throughout the week. And enjoy and praise him and count your blessings. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 amen. Go in peace, children of God. The Lord has blessed you and approved your works. Amen. The week is been. <laughs> Welcome to today's podcast. Now we're going to be doing Ezekiel chapter 16 verse 42 to Ezekiel 17:24 and we're going to be reading the New Testament too. Uh, that's Hebrews uh, verses 1 through 13. So it's going to be very interesting, and then we're going to comment on it. We're going to have a little bit of Psalms and Proverbs also. So let's get started. we got a long way to go. Let us open with a moment of silence, and I will say a prayer for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God. We praise you. We worship you that all power and glory and honor go to you. 
all power and glory and honor and strength go to the Lord Jesus Christ. And all power and glory and honor goes unto the Holy Spirit, Lord. We just surrender ourselves to you now. We surrender our time, our listening time, Lord, and our interest to you now, Lord, that we lean to you, Lord, to guide us and show us how to live, Lord. We just surrender this day in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and we thank you for today's reading. Amen. All right, uh, this is for November the 7th in the 365 Daily Bible. If you have a Bible of those, New Living Testament, really cool. Ezekiel 16, 42. Then at last my fury against you, Jerusalem, will be spent and my jealousy anger will subside. I, the Lord, will come and will not be angry with you anymore. But first, because you have not remembered your youth, but have angered me by doing all these evil things, I will fully repay you for all your sins, says the Sovereign Lord. For you have added new acts to all your detestable sins. Everyone who makes up proverbs will say of you, Like mother, like daughter, for your mother loathed her husband and her children, and so do you. And you are exactly like your sisters, for they despise their husbands and their children. Truly your mother was a Hittite, and your father an Amorite. Your older sister was Samaria, who lived with her daughters in the north. Your younger sister was Sodom, who lived with her daughters in the south. But you have not merely sinned as they did. You quickly surpassed them in corruption. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, Sodom and her daughters were never as wicked as you and your daughters. Sodom's sins were pride, gluttony, and laziness, while the poor and needy suffered outside her door. She was proud and committed detestable sins, so I wiped her out, as you have seen. Even Samaria did not commit half your sins. You have done far more detestable things than your sisters ever did. They seem righteous compared to you, Shame on you. Your sins are so terrible that you make your sisters seem righteous, even virtuous. But someday I will restore the fortunes of Sodom and Samaria, and I will restore you too. Then you will be truly ashamed of everything you have done, for your sins make them feel good in comparisons. Yes, your sisters, Sodom and Samaria, and all other people will be restored and at that time, you also will be restored. In your proud days, you held Sodom in contempt. But now your greater wickedness has been exposed to all the world. And you are the one who is scorned by Edom and all her neighbors and by Felicia. This is your punishment for all your lewdness and detestable sins, says the Lord. Now, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will give you what you deserve, for you have taken your solemn vows lightly by breaking your covenant. Yet I will remember the covenant I made with you when you were young, and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you. Then you will remember with shame all the evil you have done. I will make your sisters, Samaria and Sodom, to be your daughters, even though... They are not part of, of our covenant. And I will reaffirm my covenant with you, and you will know that I am the Lord. You will remember your sins and cover your mouth in silent shame when I forgive you of all that you have done. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Chapter 17
Then this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, give this riddle and tell this story to the people of Israel. Give them this message from the sovereign Lord. A great eagle with broad wings and long feathers covered with many colored plumage came to Lebanon. He seized the top of a cedar tree and plucked off its highest branch. He carried it away to a city filled with merchants. He planted it in a city of traders. He also took a seedling from the land and planted it in fertile soil. He placed it beside a broad river where it could grow like a willow tree. He took root there and grew into a low spreading vine. Its branches turned up towards the eagle and its roots grew down into the ground. It produced strong branches and put out shoots. But then another great eagle came with broad wings and full plumage. So the vine now set its roots and branches toward him for water. Even though it was already planted in great soil and had plenty of water, so it could grow into a splendid vine and produce rich leaves and luscious fruit. So now the sovereign Lord asked, Will this vine grow and prosper? No, I will pull it out, roots and all. I will cut off its fruit and let its leaves wither and die. I will pull it up easily with a strong arm and a large army. But when the vine is transplanted, will it thrive? No, it will wither away. When the east wind blows against it, it will die in the same good soil where it had grown so well. Then this message came to me from the Lord, says to say to these rebels of Israel, Don't you understand the meaning of this riddle of the eagles? The king of Babylon came to Jerusalem, took away her king and princes, and brought them to Babylon. He made a treaty with a member of the royal family and forced him to take an oath of loyalty. He also exiled Israel's most influential leaders, so Israel would not become strong again and revolt. Only by keeping her treaty with Babylon could Israel survive. Nevertheless, this man of Israel's royal family reveled against Babylon, sending ambassadors to Egypt to request a great army and many horses. Can Israel break her sworn treaties like that and get away with it? No, for as sure as I live, says the sovereign Lord, the king of Israel will die in Babylon, the land of the king who put him in power and whose treaty he disregarded and broke. Pharaoh and all his mighty army will fail to help Israel when the king of Babylon says, Slay, cease to Jerusalem against and destroys many lives. For the king of Israel disregarded his treaty and broke it after swearing to obey. Therefore he will not escape. So this is what the sovereign Lord says, As surely as I live, I will punish him for breaking my covenant and disregarding the solemn oath he made in my name. I will throw my net over him and capture him in my snare. I will bring him to Babylon and put him on trial for this treason against me. And all his best warriors will be killed in battle. And those who survive will be scattered to the four winds. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I will take a branch from the top of a tall cedar and I will plant it on the top of Israel's highest mountain. I will become a majestic cedar, sending forth its branches and producing seed. Birds of every sort will nest in it. 
finding shelter in the shades of his branch, and all the trees will know that it is I, the Lord, who cuts the tall trees down and makes the shorter trees grow tall. It is I who make the green tree wither and gives the dead tree new life. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do what I said. Amen. I'm Fernando. Uh, one of the things that comes into mind is the fact that God has spoken and things have come to pass. And it comes to mind that we're going to read Hebrews on the next chapter in around verses uh, chapter 12 and 13. It says, Why do you need something? Haven't the Lord told you, I will never leave you nor forsake you? Now, my job is to is to make those words that the Lord has spoken, you know, and have my hope in his words. I don't know how you really do that, how you put hope in words in times of trial. I guess the uh, you have to write it in a three by five card and put and stare at it and say, my hope is in these words that the Lord has said, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Therefore, I shall not be in want or I shall not be disturbed or this, or this thing. Um, either it shall not bother me, I should have peace, or a resolution should show forth. Um, I want to take the liberty, because there's so much in this, to read uh, today's study out of the New Living Testament, please. It says right here, the city of Sodom was a symbol of total corruption. God completely destroyed it for his wickedness, Genesis 19, 24, and 25. Samaria was the capital of what had been the northern kingdom Israel. The Jewish people in the southern kingdom Judah despised and rejected it. To be called a sister of Samaria and Sodom was bad enough, but to be considered even more wicked than they were meant that Judah's sins were an unspeakable abomination and that its doom was inedible. The reason it was considered worse was not necessarily that Judah's sins were worse, but that Judah knew better, but that Judah knew better. Very good point. It is easy to judge and condemn Sodom, especially for its terrible sexual sins. Ezekiel reminded Judah, however, that Sodom was destroyed because of its pride, laziness, gluttony, and indifference to the poor and needy. Pride, laziness, gluttony, and indifference to the poor and needy. If we do not commit such horrible sins as adultery, homosexuality, stealing, and murder, we may think we are living good enough lives. But what about sins like pride, laziness, gluttony, and indifference to the needy? These sins may not be as shocking to you as the others, but they are terrible sins worthy of God's judgment, like Judah, we must be careful because we know better. Wow, wow, wow. wow. That is an eye-opening. <clears throat> you know, I had a dream. Eye-opening, Lord. And let, let me just say, my dream was that uh, God, or a friend of mine that I knew that I, that I uh, he, he was an older man and he liked walking. And he showed me how to power walk. And he goes, just go, go, and, and get out there and, and be with God as you power walk. And he was in shape. He was an engineer and very well off and a good mentor. He came in my dream and he said to me, if you eat yogurt and blueberries, you will be able to, to get rid of 
indifference, uh, resentment, and anger. So apparently they were coming from my stomach and the, the floral in there or something. So that's a side note for me for uh, that he, uh, I, I, the word indifference was to uh, not giving God the credit. That was my sin. And uh, that was a long time ago, folks. I, so from now, I'll ask Anna. It's interesting as you hear that surely as the Lord knows he's going to do these things because you performed these sins. Um, but then later on in the chapter, he does say that he's going to restore. He's going to restore Sodom, Samaria, and, mm. and um, you know, what Israel because he's talking here to Israel right I'm trying to he's just saying I, I will remember the covenant I made with you when you were young and I will establish an everlasting covenant with you so this is all about Jesus right here coming in with the new covenant I think and um, so it, it says you will remember your sins and cover your mouth in silent shame when I forgive you of all that you've done I, the Sovereign Lord, has spoken. So, um, while the Lord is very upset and angered by what they've been doing, but, you know, I, wow, I, I just feel like commentary today. Here I was saying, well, we don't need to read that. <laughs> I'll be honest, but I got something from this today. And I think it's a word for today because there's so many people that think they're walking so upright, but yet they're condemning the people that are, that do have, this problem of being in bondage to the en enemy because of their identity. So, you know, what is our role as Christians? Well, there's only one thing we do. You operate in love, you know, and we all need to be reminded that this is the goal here on earth. We're to project the light of Jesus and Jesus is love. He came to fulfill the law, the law of love. And I think that, um, you know, just because somebody else is a different color or a different you know, the homosexuality thing, I'll just call it out as it is, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love them any different, or um, the thing is, for God so loved the world that he came um, to save us, and the people still can be saved, you know, they need to walk in their identity, it's the enemy keeping them that way, so this is truly eye-opening, I mean, you know, here we think we're doing everything the right way, and you know, what about the sins of lying and pride, laziness, gluttony and all this, or not even being kind to the poor? You know, so these are equal issues with the Lord. So a sin is a sin. Um, just because it's not, you know, homosexuality or sexual sins or whatever, that doesn't mean that um, our whatever we're, when we sin against the Lord, doesn't mean our sin is less, you know. If somebody murders somebody, well, you know, a, a lie is also a problem. So we, this is really, you know, I would just recommend that we all, you know, take and ask God, show me what it is that needs to be plucked out so that I can walk in, you know, in love. You know, the answer is love. It's always what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's really love for each other. Amen. You brought out a good point. I, uh, I, I can't just read it and move on. I need to ask God. Uh -huh. You know, uh, I'm not stealing, murdering, no homosexuality, no adultery, and any of that part. Uh -huh. 
But how, how much pride do I have? I probably contaminated with so much pride. You know, I got my truck, I got my income, blah, 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 blah. But it all comes from the hand of God. Right. I, I need to, am I indifferent mm. with God because of uh, I've, I've been so comfortable? I think that's the point for me. So I got my journal, and I'll, I'll write a letter to the Holy Spirit, and I'll say, and I'll ask the Holy Spirit, uh, how am I prideful? And then I'll have to wait and pray on that, and ask and keep praying, and maybe get an answer in a day or two, right? right. It's not going to come right away. I need, to, I need to camp on this for me, yeah. on this too, uh, uh, so I can know. If I'm prideful or not, I have to ask the question, how am I prideful? Am I prideful? Uh, how do I act so prideful? So, I'll write it down. How am I prideful? Question mark. Uh, so, and all, all, all the other words too. Lazy? Yep. I'm lazy. <laughs> and uh, what are the other ones? Lazy? Uh, right? Laziness and gluttony. Uh-oh. Uh, man, we we're just talking about that. <laughs> we need to go back on, uh, yeah. because uh, yesterday we went to a party and yep. I had a double plate. I didn't have to have a double right. plate. And then a very nice couple came. Actually, we it wasn't a party. It was a celebration of somebody's 60th birthday. Right. And it was it was kind of like, we, we were invited for the family, so we made it a point to go and they, they gave us credit for helping with the program with the 12-step program to the individual and, and kind of like if it wasn't for that program this party and all this family members cousins they, they wouldn't have been there okay so it was to god's glory mm -hmm. that we work hard at uh helping others you can say we're not indifferent to the needy it's poor is spiritually so we maybe we took care of that one right there and we made an effort come to cut our 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 vacation short and come to visit and and participate so what where am i i'm probably in the anyway that's for me to decide and for you too and with our god so i want to thank you very much for today's reading anna and thank you very much that you did say that our lord and savior has saved us and given us mercy yes. over these things amen. amen amen okay let's go ahead and move on to our next reading and anna will take it from here okay hebrews 8 1 to 13. here's the main point we have a high priest who sat down in the place of honor beside the throne of the majestic god in heaven the true place of worship that was built by the lord oh, i'm sorry there 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 he ministers in the heavenly tabernacle the true place of worship that was built by the Lord and not by human hands. And since every high priest is required to offer gifts and sacrifices, our high priest must make offerings too. If he were here on earth, he would not even be a priest, since there already are priests who offer the gifts required by the law. They serve in a system of worship that is only a copy a shadow of the real one in heaven. For when Moses was getting ready to build the tabernacle, God gave him this warning. Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here on the mountain. But now Jesus, our high priest, has been given a ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. 
for he is the one who meditates for us a far better covenant with God based on better promises. Amen. If the first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no need for a second covenant to replace it. But when God found fault with the people, he said, The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors. When I took them by the hand and led them out of Egypt, they did not remain faithful to my covenant. So they turned their back on them, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people and they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives. Whoa. Saying you should know the Lord for everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already and I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. When God speaks of a new covenant, it, it means he has made the first one obsolete. It is now out of date and will soon disappear. Amen. Wow, this is such a, says so much. How exciting is it? Is it? I mean, to believe, I'll just start the commentary. To know that we, are, we have a high priest sitting at the, the right hand of the Father, and he... Um, it, it, he's there for for us. It's it's Jesus. He's our high priest. He's been given a ministry that is far superior than the old covenant ways. Um, and this this is so good. And and I love that God gave the warning. He said, you know, make sure you follow the blueprint of the tabernacle um, and the pattern He's given us that he's already given. Um, wow. And the old covenant, you know, has passed away. It says here, if he did, if we didn't need the old covenant, the new one replaces it. It's far superior and far better. And there's far better promises in this, in this covenant with, when we covenant with Jesus. Uh, but it's, it, it, you know, it's very clear here in the new covenant. I will make, with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them on their heart. I will be their God and they will be my people. And we don't need to, to teach others. It's everybody from the least to the greatest already knows there's a God and that he's made this covenant with, with us. It's all, uh, is that, are we open to receiving the love of Jesus so that we can be receive his blessing so we can teach so we can display who he is you know be walking in the image of christ in our actions um so wow it's better promises a better covenant and that's what we roll with um first one's obsolete you know no longer do we have to offer sacrifices at an altar jesus already sacrificed himself at the cross for us to have all that we need here on the earth. And that's a good deal. I amen. receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> really, you know, this it has everything we can possibly need in life. Amen. And to get along with each other is right here on Hebrews 8, verses 10 to 12. It says, but this is the new covenant I have made. Mm -hmm. He's already passed, 
with the people of Israel on that day. What day? The day the Lord's coming. Says the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. I will put my laws in their minds through the Holy Spirit. I will write them on their hearts. What the Holy Spirit will remind us. I will, this is the cool part. I will be their God and they will be my people. What does a God do for you? It says, I am the Lord God with you. you, you know. And they will not need to teach their neighbor, for they will need, nor will they need to teach their relatives, says the Lord. Why? Because we have memorized the word of God over here. Back up. Because I will put my laws in their minds. And in other translations, it says, I, they, I will memorize. They will memorize my word and write them on their hearts. That means memorization, folks. And that's what we're doing right now. We are, we are reminded of our memorization. We already know this word. We've read it a hundred times. We're just turning on the light on these scriptures. And we're acknowledging God that, yes, and we're being prudent and skillful. We're not uh, reminding each other, really not teaching each other, but we're reminding ourselves, well, we should, uh, we shouldn't tell you, you should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already. They will be saved. For I will not forget, forgive their wickedness. Verse 12. For I will forgive their wickedness. Sorry, did I say not? For I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. Woohoo! That is an good awesome deal. promise, people. Deal. We are the people of God. He is our God. We are the children. We are His favorites. You are His favorite. I am His favorite. Let me go ahead and read real quick, like the commentary. Okay. Uh, the, the verses that it Exodus verse uh, chapter twenty-five and Jeremiah in chapter thirty-one, and we got Hebrews on uh, chapter eight. They all interlock with each other. This passage quotes Jeremiah 31, 31, 20, uh, 34, which compares the new covenant with the old. The old covenant was the covenant of law between God and Israel. The new and better way is the covenant of grace. Amen. Christ offers to forgive our sins and bring Amen. us to God through his sacrifice, death. Yes. The new covenant goes further. It includes all nations, not just the Jewish people. The new covenant goes deeper. It is written in our hearts and in our minds. Under God's new covenant, God is working inside of us. His Holy Spirit reminds us of Christ's words, activates our conscience, influences our motives and desires, and makes us want to obey. Philippians 2.13 How are you listening to God's Spirit? How are you making yourself available to his guidance and direction in your choices and relationship? Reading scripture is an important way to tune your heart to his voice. But ultimately, obeying his leading will help you to know him more clearly. Help us. Ask God to give us clear guidance and the strength and willingness to follow his lead. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord God, to give us clear guidance, Lord, our hearts and our minds, Lord, that you strengthen us and give us willingness to follow your lead. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good job. Good job. Woo, good okay. stuff here. Very good stuff. <clears throat> Want me to read Psalm 106? Please. Okay. 106, 1331, and this starts off with your favorite scripture. <laughs> Yet how quickly they, the Israelites, forgot what he had done. They wouldn't 
wait for his counsel. Wow. Okay, that's always what you t- I hear you telling other people that we're not waiting for God's counsel. In the w- wilderness, their desires ran wild, testing God's patience in that dry wasteland. So he gave them what they asked for, but he sent a plague along with it. The people in the camp were jealous of Moses and envious of Aaron, the Lord's holy priest. Because of this, the earth opened up, it swallowed Dathan and buried Abram and the other rebels. Fire fell upon their followers, a flame consumed the wicked. The people made a calf at Mount Sinai and they bowed before an image made of gold. They traded their glorious God for a statue of a gray, a grass-eating bull. They forgot God, their Savior, who had done such great things in Egypt, such wonderful things in the land of Ham, such awesome de- deeds at the Red Sea. So he declared he would destroy them. But Moses, his chosen one, stepped between the Lord and the people. He begged him to turn from his anger and not destroy them. The people refused to enter the, the pleasant land, for they wouldn't believe his promise to care for them. Instead, they grumbled in their tents and refused to obey the Lord. Therefore, he solemnly swore that he would kill them in the wilderness, that he would scatter their descendants among the nations, exiling them to distant lands, then our ancestors joined in the worship of Baal at Peor. They even ate sacrifices offered to the dead. They angered the Lord with all these things, so a plague broke out among them. But Phoenix had the courage to intervene, and the plague was stopped. So he has been regarded as a righteous man ever since that time. Amazing. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you for the faith to trust your promises, Lord that we will believe your promises, that you care for us, Lord, and we rely on them and put our hope in your promises, uh, that we may live by your Spirit and that we may take hold of these blessings that God has for us, Lord. We ask, Lord God, to help us to obtain these blessings, Lord God, and, and to light up so others can see your grace in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now for the reading of Proverbs, verse 27, verses 7 and 9 says, A person who is full of fool refuses honey, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. A person who strays from home lives like a bird that strays from his nest. The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Amen. Amen. So we pray that these teachings have been sweet and perfumed to your incense, that we juggle our memories and get ourselves zero in and iron sharpens iron. Amen. We have just gone to the gym, our spiritual gym. Yes, amen. We love you, God's favorite people. Each one of you is a favorite. You're God's child, children, and we love you and we pray that the blessings and the honor of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 Go in peace. Reading day. Thank you, honey, for helping out. Appreciate. Yeah, just the Lord got me on that one. Just, just as I was. Go ahead. What got you on? He got me on the, the reading. I said, oh, we don't need to read that. <laughs> 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 then I got so much out of it. I'm laughing. 
When Anna said we read the commentary, the commentary puts so much good light into yeah, our, our readings today. I believe these are anointed. Uh -huh. It's just an amazing work that the. So kudos to the New Living Translation. And what's the name of this Bible? Is the 365 Study Bible. Uh -huh. By what company? We got to get credit what's due. I think is a. Uh, I don't want to say the wrong word. What do you think? Uh -huh. The publisher's note is, I think it's Tyndale. Anyway, the Bible Translation Committee of 2007. All right, thank you very much.